What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surf in the Stream, where every week we are in a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo, and today I'm here to review a movie that, look, let's, let's just call it like we see it here, a movie that gets shit on so much nowadays, but when it came out for the first time back in 2009, you couldn't see it enough times. You went to the... You went to the theater multiple times to see this movie because, well, for one, you had never seen a movie like this before. And that movie, I'm talking about Avatar. Avatar Way of Water is coming out this week. It's coming out on the 16th. And I thought it was... Actually, let me rephrase that. I wasn't sure I was going to review this movie to begin with. I, I, was, I mainly watched it just to kind of... I hadn't seen it in probably 10, not, not, yeah, about 10 years is probably about the last time that I've seen it. And I, I thought it was a great time to go back and kind of revisit this world in preparation of the sequel coming out. Because I do want to see the sequel. I, I wasn't too excited about it. Uh, I, I did have some interest in it. I was interested in possibly going to the theater, maybe on like a cheaper day just so I could experience it, mainly, one, because, like I said, I, I remember watching it back when it came out, and it, it was very interesting back then, you know, it was something we'd never seen before, but on the other hand, it was more for the podcast, I kind of felt like I had to go see it, you know, as, as, as being one of the best movies, or biggest movies of the year, I felt like I was, I had to go see this for y'all, so I watched the first Avatar in order to prepare myself for the sequel, and I think going into this film, I was I was expecting it to be long, drawn out. I wasn't expecting it to be as good as I remembered it to be. And it's going to be interesting to kind of dive into this movie for this review. Like I said, for, for the preparation of going to see the sequel. And I, I wasn't planning on doing the review, but I felt like I owed it to y'all before I go see the sequel... To, to at least get my thoughts out there on the original and see how, if anything, the sequel improves on. But before we jump into the review, if you like what we're doing here and you want to consider supporting us, go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two. Support us at any of those tiers and you get access to our Discord channel, which is where all the fun and shenanigans happens. That's where all the voting happens that I, I put up a lot of content up for vote every single week and you get to pick and choose what content we have every single week so if that's something you want to be a part of i i highly recommend going i am biased though i highly recommend going to patreon.com slash two game uh, i have a lot of fun there i've grown to be friends with just about all the patreon supporters that we have and uh i, I love 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 their support and i don't know what i would do in this life uh without them they're they're my they're my crazy family for sure. But that's enough of all that. Let's jump into our review of Avatar. Avatar, a, a paraplegic marine dispatched to the moon Pandora on a unique mission becomes torn between following his orders and protecting the world he feels is his home. It was directed by James Cameron, who has directed Titanic, True Lies, Terminator, Terminator 2, uh, The Abyss, and Aliens. It had a budget of $273 million and it grossed worldwide 
$2.92 billion. Billion dollars. With a B. Capital B at that. Just for just for comparison's sake, I, I want to say out of the recent Marvel movies, and I'm, I'm going to kind of come back to this point in just a second. And I just want to kind of put it out there, kind of kind of tease you a little bit about where I'm going to go with this, okay? So $273 million is kind of what the uh, what the budget is for this movie. Some some people said it kind of stretched out to 280. Uh, 273 was kind of the kind of the middle ground I saw for that. So if you look at some of the more recent Marvel movies, uh, Doctor Strange, uh, Black Panther, and then you got uh, Thor Love and Thunder, all of those movies are between that 230 to 280 million dollar mark. And one of those movies, I want to say it was either Black Panther or Doctor Strange. I want to say it was Black Panther was 280 million dollars. So that movie costs more than this movie. So just just keep that in the back of your mind as we kind of move through this review. Uh, this movie stars Sam Worthington, Zoe Zaldana, Sigourney Weaver, and Stephen Lang. It has a runtime of a beefy, beefy two hours and 42 minutes. And it was released December 18th, 2009. So, whew, came out a, a pretty good while ago, guys. So, pretty decent amount of time in between sequels. So, jump into the fun facts. The Navi language was created entirely from scratch by linguist Dr. Paul Frommer. Didn't realize they actually went that much into it. But yeah, apparently all the words, all the language, that was actually specifically created for the movie. Uh, James Cameron originally planned to have the film completed by 1999. But the special effects he wanted increased the budget to $400 million. Thus, no studio would fund the film and it was shelved for eight years. And then it took four years between pre-production and the release date for Avatar to be completed. Uh, next up, we have most of the animal noises were recycled from Jurassic Park. I was I was watching a movie with my son, Logan, and he was like, Dad, that sounds like a velociraptor. And I, I, I had kind of noticed it beforehand, but once he said it, I, I thought about it. I was like, You've, you're, you're damn right. That That is a velociraptor. And you kind of listen to all the animal noises. I'm like, this is Jurassic Park. They... All these, all these noises are, are the audio from Jurassic Park. Kind of, kind of cool. Uh, this movie became the highest-grossing movie of all time, taking the title from Titanic, which I don't know if y'all know this. James Cameron also directed, uh, which is, to me, that is one of the coolest things. Like it's, you know, I I think James Cameron has a humongous ego, humongous ego. And I, on one hand, I'm like, well, I mean, he he has a right, you know. He he's had the highest grossing movie twice with two different movies, and then technically, he's had it. Well, he lost it what one more time. He lost the highest grossing movie of all time to Endgame, and then they re-released Avatar, which I thought was kind of was kind of shady. I, I thought that was kind of messed up on their part to re-release this movie because all they wanted to do was take that top spot again. You know, it, it wasn't like you've already had your time, you know. So the fact is he re-released it here recently and it regained the number one spot from Endgame. So Titanic and this one 
he has gotten the highest grossing movie in the world twice. Of all time, I should say. Uh, Matt Damon and Jake Gyllenhaal were the studio's first choices to play Jake Sully, but Cameron went with a Worthington because he was relatively unknown. And then uh, all the animals on Pandora have six limbs except the Navi, which I didn't realize that until after I had uh, done all the research for the movie. So let's jump into my general impressions of Avatar. First off the bat, I just want to say I love this movie, guys. I, I think this is still a great movie overall. I I I I actually still recommend people go watch it. I, I think this is it doesn't deserve the hatred that it gets from everybody in this world. They all shit on it, and it, it's mainly because and to be fair, a lot of it is justified because they are talking about the overall, just the basic premise of the story. And I, I get it, like. You think about it, it is a it is a plot that has been done a million times. You know, Pocahontas is one of them. You know, dude comes out from a different world, comes into a different race, and he tries to sabotage them, and he falls in love with one of the, uh, the women there. And then when it comes time to, you know, be loyal to his original people, he sides with the native uh, people there. And that's kind of the, the basic premise of the movie. And it's been done a hundred times. Like thousands of times this plot has been done. So I, I understand why people are frustrated by the by the story with this. It's, it's not anything that you haven't seen before. It's not a story that is groundbreaking. It's not a story that is unpredictable. In fact, you can predict just about every single beat of this movie. There's nothing... There's nothing shocking in terms of the story elements in this movie. And honestly, that is what holds it back other than the runtime. The runtime is, I, I don't know what they would cut from it because it is such a beefy story. And honestly, I think they need to readjust some of the time on it. I think they should have added more time to Sam Worthington and kind of made that a more, like, they should have done better with showing us how he falls in love with those, with the Navi. And how he doesn't really like his uh, the humans anymore, the Americans and whatnot. So I think they could have done that a lot better. And then the runtime, I don't know what they would cut because a lot of it is is needed. A lot of it is needed. Could they trim 15 minutes? I, I think they should. I think they should because there were parts of this movie where I did kind of drift off. Not, not necessarily drift off like to sleep, but like drift off to my phone, uh, see what was going on Facebook, stuff like that. And I think if they would have trimmed it by about 15 minutes, I think this movie is much more watchable. And I think it would be a, li a little bit leaner of a movie, I think would be a better experience all around. But the biggest thing about this movie is the thing that everybody talks about, and that is the special effects, the CGI, the motion cap, all of that good stuff. The reason why you went to the theater multiple times to see this movie was because, one, you had never seen a movie like this before. You had never seen a movie that was almost completely CGI, but it had human characters in it. It, it was just, you know, for the people nowadays, they're like, really? That's, that's, I mean, we do that with every Marvel movie nowadays, which is true. A lot of Marvel movies are CGI, you know, 75, 80% of those movies are shot on a green screen. But back in 2009, that was almost unheard of. 
Like it was it was basically just animated movies that would that would look like this, right? So when when you see a movie coming out in the theaters with like the best special effects of all time, I really do think this is one of the best looking movies of all time. In terms of the special effects, the CGI, all that, I think it's top notch. I think it is definitely one of the best uh, looking movies of all time in terms of all those those types of effects and whatnot. And it still holds up. It still holds up today. I was I was very curious about that watching it on the TV. I watched it through Disney Plus. And when we started watching it, I was trying my best to find spots in it where it was like, oh, that didn't age well. No. This movie aged so well. You can't even tell that you can't even tell like the there's not any any kind of discrepancies in the CGI, anything like that. It still looks just like it did back in 2009. It looks phenomenal. And I think that'll be the one thing that you can kind of, this movie can hold its hat on, is the fact that it will look good for 20 years from now. And I think it will stand the test of time in terms of the, the special effects and the CGI. Uh, it just, it looks phenomenal and that that is the biggest aspect of the movie and like i said that was the reason why you went to the theater to see it multiple times i had worked at the theater uh around that time that it came out so i never really paid for a ticket to go see it but i want to say i saw it twice at least now this movie was filmed in 3d and then the sequel will be in 3d as well and it's shot in 3d it's not like it was converted in in post-production to 3d so this is actually legitimate 3d going on so i don't remember seeing it in 3d in the theaters i just don't i'm not a big fan of 3d in general but i i hear that it is one of the best 3d movies for sure but let's circle back to my original point when we were talking about the budget so 273 million dollars black panther i want to say it was black panther it they had like a budget of 280 if i'm not mistaken so technically it did cost more to make Black Panther and for for Wakanda Forever, excuse me. So if you have not seen Wakanda Forever, I'm not going to really spoil anything. I'm really just talking about the CGI and special effects and then like one little minor battle, but I'm not going to tell you when that happens. So if you haven't seen it, just skip ahead like 15 seconds or or something like that. So in Wakanda Forever, a lot of the CGI is atrocious. Like it is 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 awful guys like i hated the cgi in that movie the movie just came out within a week i had seen it and it was already looked outdated it looked like one of the worst looking movies of of, that marvel has done in terms of cgi obviously infinity war and endgame are the uh the top notch the top tier the s tier as they say in terms of the cgi and special effects Wakanda Forever is one of the worst, I think. It's it's up there with The Incredible Hulk and like the first few movies that got made. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty bad. There's one battle, and it looks like absolute garbage. It, it's, a, it's a water battle, and you just look at it, and you're like, holy crap, you can tell this is green screen. This doesn't look believable whatsoever. And that's the thing with Marvel movies nowadays is the fact that the CGI is done so much, it doesn't feel believable. But on the flip hand, like I know we're not 
there's no such thing as these uh, Navi and Avatar and, you know, Pandora and all that, all that stuff. I understand that's not real. But to me, when you watch this movie, you kind of believe it. Like, you're kind of in the experience. You're kind of in the moment. And it's believable because it looks so real. Whereas on the flip end, you have a Marvel movie and you have Black Widow falling from the sky off of this uh, sky fortress thing. And she's just skydiving through all the wreckage that's exploding. Like, guys, come on. This this looks awful. This this looks like absolute garbage. And then you got Wakanda Forever where they're having this, this sea battle. And it's like you can tell none of this is real. None of this feels believable. The actors can't even like 100% sell it because they they don't think it's real either. I mean, they know it's not real, obviously. But it's hard to act when you can't really see what you're doing, right? Whereas if you have like practical effects, you know, on-set locations, then that stuff looks real because the actors can actually see it and believe that it's there and the acting's a lot better. But for whatever reason, Avatar just knocks it out of the park in terms of special effects and CGI and just it looking so believable. So if there's one thing I want you to take away from this review is the fact that this movie has not aged whatsoever. It looks like it did back in 2009, and the CGI and special effects are incredible. Jumping into some of the other things not related to the CGI or special effects, uh, the characters. I think Sam Worthington's character and Zoe Zaldana's character, I, I, I like them. I wouldn't say I wouldn't die on a hill for them by any means and saying like the best characters ever because they're not. I, I don't think anything in this movie is worth dying on a hill for. But well, actually I take that back. The the special effects and the CGI, I will die on a hill for that because it does look incredible still today. But in terms of the story, the characters, all that, I wouldn't I wouldn't die on a hill for them because I, I don't think they are the most amazing characters ever written, because they're not. But I think they're good enough to service that story. I just wish I wish they would have done more with it. I, I don't necessarily know, like I said, what they could have cut or what they could have rearranged at all. But I would have liked a little bit more of that relationship between uh, Zoe Zaldana's character and Sam Worthington's character to kind of build that relationship up a little bit, make me care a little bit more. But I cared enough. All right, I, I cared enough to for it to carry me through this uh this almost three hour long movie. Which, by the way, the new movie is over three hours long. Sweet Jesus, that's a long movie. It's like three hours and twelve minutes or, or something like that. But anyways, the characters I, I thought the characters were were good enough to carry a subpar story. As far as the uh, the villains, you know, you have the uh, the tycoon, the the rich guy, and whatnot. I, uh, you know, the guy from Friends, the, the Phoebe's brother, I, I thought he was good. I thought he was different compared to uh, some of the other villains that we get in any kind of movies that we get nowadays. I mean, obviously, a lot of movies deal with the rich guy, but he was kind of like a little bit over the top a little bit, but not too much to where it was kind of silly. But Stephen Lang's character, I, I really liked, I really liked that villain aspect of it. You know, he's he's 100% for the country, and uh, he, he's there to to complete the mission, and that's that's all he cares about is completing the mission that he was set out for, and he just follows orders. I, I thought he was a really good villain for this movie, and uh, 
his performance kind of dictated that. And Stephen Lang's a pretty good villain in just about all the movies that he does. I thought the score was pretty good as well. Uh, I wouldn't say it's like the best of all time, but it, it definitely serviced the movie very well. And it was one of those things where I picked up on it a couple times. I'm like, oh, that's that's pretty good. That kind of elevated that scene a little bit. But it wasn't enough to be like, oh, guys, y'all need y'all need to go watch this movie for the score and whatnot. You know, it wasn't like the Batman or Top Gun, you know, those types of soundtracks. But I thought that the I thought the soundtrack, the score was was pretty good in this movie. But overall, guys, I, mean, I think those are the, the main highlights that I wanted to make for this movie. I, I still think it is a great movie. I give it four stars and I do think that the two biggest things with the movie, the runtime and the uh, the story. I think the story could obviously be better. It it's so predictable that it's kind of uh, it kind of brings down the movie a lot in that in that perspective. And I, I think if they would have had a couple of twists and turns, maybe that could carry that runtime a little bit better, and maybe it could bring up that score a little bit. But those are the two biggest things that hold this movie back. And I I won't die on a hill for it. And I understand people's complaints out there about the story. Because, yes, it has been done a thousand times. And I completely understand that. And I won't talk you off the ledge in terms of the story. But let's, let's look at this movie for what it does very, very well. And that is the CGI, the special effects, the, the fact that the movie feels believable in terms of the world that it's created. And by the way, I went to uh, I went to Pandora at Disney World uh, last year. Love it. That place is dope, guys. If you haven't been to Animal Kingdom, Pandora inside Animal Kingdom, uh, I highly recommend going to check it out because that place looked phenomenal. It looked like it was ripped straight from the movie. And then it had it had like the music going, and then at night it's all lit up and whatnot with uh, it's almost kind of like fireflies, kind of like stars and and stuff like that. Uh, very, very nice over there. Like, I loved that area. Didn't get to go on any of the rides because it was it was busy, but uh, I loved the Pandora section of Animal Kingdom. And I, I think that's just one of the things I love about this movie. I love the world. I love, you know, the lore and the world building that they do in this movie. And after watching this movie, I am, I am excited to go watch The Way of the Water or Way of the Water, whatever it's called, the, the second one. I, I'm excited to go see it, and I'm going to go see it in theaters. Whether I pay full price or not, I don't really know yet. But I am definitely going to go see this movie in theaters because, like in 2009, everybody said you have to go see this movie in theaters. This is a this is a theater type movie. This is a see this on the biggest screen possible type of movie, and it, it's kind of crazy that we've gotten like like two of those movies this year, like Top Gun, Maverick, where everybody was like, no. Dude, that that is a movie you need to see on the big screen, and I think this is this kind of falls right underneath that category as well. Uh, I feel like, yes, you know, there's people out there that will say, "No, I'm not, I'm not giving them any more money." You know, they they're gonna have to earn that uh, three million dollars that they're gonna have to get to to make their money back on this, which is what James Cameron said. It, to be a profitable movie, it's gonna have to make almost three million dollars, and that that is absolutely mind blowing that you have to make that much money to be profitable. I I think he's talking a little bit out of his ass on that one, but I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I don't even know the budget for the second one, but, I mean, I would assume it can't be that much more, right? I mean, 
maybe $100 million more. But still, uh, that's that's a lot, a lot of money. And you're banking on yourself a lot to get almost $3 billion worth of sales. But I'm not one of those people that's going to just stick by and wait for something to come on DVD. I, I am one of those people that I do like going to the theaters and and experiencing these movies on the biggest screen possible. I, I love going to the theaters, so I will definitely uh, I will definitely partake in seeing the sequel in theaters uh, whenever I can. I don't know if it'll be opening weekend or not. But nonetheless, when that movie comes out, I will review it once I see it, so don't you worry about that. I will tell you if it is worth going to see or not. This one, Avatar, I think it's worth revisiting, guys. Yes, it's a little bit longer of a movie. Yes, the story is not as good. But damn, that that movie looks phenomenal still today. I promise you that. But guys, that is going to be it for me. Four stars. You can you can find it on Disney Plus finally because they took it off uh, for what two or three months while they re-released it in theaters. You know, Disney just just trying to rake in that cash. But anyways, I don't want to keep y'all here any longer than I have to. I don't want to keep rambling. That is going to be it for me. I appreciate y'all supporting us. Appreciate y'all joining us on these reviews. Thank you so much. And I will catch y'all next week on another episode. Laters.